The following program contains adult situations, gratuitous profanity, casual violence, and politically incorrect violations. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another show. Glad you guys can be here. We're going to talk about some stuff today. Hopefully something that can uh, illuminate what's going on around the world, particularly here in this country. First thing I like to uh, try to jump into is, you know, that same old, same old topic. That same old problem we just seem to not be able to get get away from or to get rid of. And that of course, is racism. Got a lot of racism in this country, folks. I mean, the country has a uh, a long, rich history of it. No doubt about that. But today, I heard something that kind of upped the game of racism just a little bit. Racism is crossing species now. Yeah, y'all didn't know that? Apparently, dogs can be racist. I was not aware of that considering that they don't have color rods in their eyes, but they can sure as hell see some black. No doubt about that. Case in point, this story came out a couple days back. Says black housekeeper not allowed to clean church because priest dog doesn't like black people. This is the priest's dog, okay? And the dog is a racist. Seriously, folks, this is what it's come down to. Says here, Emily Weaver, a white woman who had cleaned the Reverend Jacek Cowell's home, took LaShonda Allen, who was black. Well, duh, I don't know why they put that in there. I mean, I see the name LaShondra. I'm not exactly thinking Hawaiian. Says, took LaShonda Allen to the church. The women were told by the church staff, quote, I'm sorry. We're not trying to be rude, but the dog doesn't like black people, end quote. I'm like, really? The dog's a redneck. The dog doesn't like black folks. He's sitting on the porch wearing a bent-up MAGA hat. (laughs) Whenever black folks are walking by the porch, he's screaming at these black folks. Nigger, 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 nigger. Nigger, 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 nigger. Like, wow. Coon, 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 coon. How the fuck does a racist dog bark? I don't know. <laughs> Porch monkey. <laughs> fuck. The dog doesn't like black people, man. It says, according to a letter from the woman's attorney, uh, the staff at the Catholic Church of the Incarnation knew that the Reverend Caldwell's dog, a German shepherd, was, quote, Somewhat more agitated initially around strangers, but with darker skin. Until the dog gets to know you, that is. Like, uh, I, isn't that how all dogs are? They're kind of agitated if they don't know you, and they'll bark at you. Then once they know you, they see you coming around, they're like, oh, okay, he's cool. Isn't that how it is with all dogs? 
why are they injecting race into that poor animal? <sighs> and it says here, while the current housekeeper had been properly introduced to the dog by Father Cowell, he was not able to leave at that time to introduce his dog to the replacement employee. Introduce, huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't get it. Look, look, folks. I've, I've had dogs before. Okay, I've had dogs ever since I was a child. I just had one not too long ago. I had to put him to sleep last year. Uh, got too old on us. Dog looked like he was doing lines. Real skinny. Neighbors started to complain that the dog was suffering. He was thirteen year old, thirteen year old pit bull. I figured, okay, it's time for him to check out. The neighbors are complaining. I, you know, I call myself <laughs> trying to get the last bang for my buck, you know, let them hang out a little bit longer. But apparently I was making them suffer. So I guess it was time to put them down. And I did. So I know how dogs operate. And I don't think that uh, I don't buy that at all about dog being racist. I don't think the dog is racist. I think the dog's just being a damn dog. And they bark at you regardless of color. I think they're injecting themselves into the dog. I think that's their out, their excuse for not having a black woman there to clean the uh, church. They don't want to see a black folk around there. They want us out of there. But they're too much of a coward to say it. So they blame it on the dog. They probably get like a little MAGA hat and put it on the dog. Maybe a nice little doggy toothpick hanging out the corner of the dog's mouth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the dog are racist. He's sitting on a rocking chair, and he's stroking a rifle with a MAGA hat on and a toothpick on the corner of his mouth, just waiting for the opportunity to shoot at some poor black people. This is what it's come down to, folks. Racist dogs. If you cut the fur off his neck, is it red? <laughs> it's this dog, like, you know, hanging out on the back of pickup trucks, going mud bogging he's got the tv locked on nascar drinking budweiser reminiscing about the good old days nah i don't think it's the dog i think it's those people come on folks how's an animal gonna be racist i mean i know the dog's a german shepherd which he's been looking at old black and white films from the 60s during the civil rights movement and it's like, yeah, there you go. That's his porn, right? Watching those dogs in the civil rights movement bite, biting black people left and right. He gets off on that because he's a racist German shepherd. And of course, he's German, right? He's not an Australian shepherd or a Canadian shepherd. He's not an East Timor shepherd. He's a German shepherd. Mein Führer. The German... You know, I, I say that jokingly because I lived in Germany for three years. This was during the Cold War now, a little, little while ago. And uh, I had a ball. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get pick up any racist vibes from the Germans when I was there back in uh, between 87 and 1990. I left just before the wall came down or right afterwards. And uh, they were pretty cool. Until the fucking wall came down. Then the East Germans came over. And they started filtering into the West. And they started giving us these looks. 
And I started getting flashback of growing up in Southern Florida. I was like, why do I feel like I'm in Southern Florida all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. These East Germans, the way they're eyeballing me. They're like, why is he here? <laughs> this is Germany. Why is that black guy here? Why is that Swatzer here? You come here to sleep with that woman, yeah? I'm like, no, dude, I'm in the military. The American military. You know, the one that kicked your ass back in World War II. Yeah, that military. That's the one I'm in. You mad about that? You don't like me being over there? Kick me out. I dare you. You think we uh, did a thorough job last time? Try and kick me out now. But they looked at us. They didn't say anything. The East Germans. West Germans? Cool, man. They didn't, they didn't care. Matter of fact, West Germans love black people. Well, let me rewind that. I don't think they love black people like, hey, you know, they're equal to us, so we love them. No, I don't think it was that kind of love. I think it was more of a fetish. Ooh, exotic black man. Imported from America. I think it was that kind of love. The German women, they love the black men. I had a friend of mine. His name was Eddie J. We used to call him J. Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie was pretty dark dude, man. Real dark. Looked like he just came from the Congo last night, right? But he was American. He's an American black guy. And Jay was cool, man. Except Jay was a hoe. He was whoring around up and down that country, man. He slept with anything that moved. That was Jay. Fast, steady Jay. I remember one time Jake came up to us and he said, Hey, uh, I was at this uh, really remote part of Germany not too long ago. I walked into this bar. And it was a little village. No black people in that village. Village probably has like a population of about two or 3,000 people. No, not one black person at all. But Jay, he didn't care. He was bold like that. Kind of, you know, reckless in a way. He walks into the bar. Bars filled with German women. They're all looking at him. All the German guys are looking at him. He doesn't pay any attention to their looks goes to the bar, orders a couple of brews. And he looks around and the women are still looking at him. And they're talking amongst themselves and you can see their eyes darting back and forth at him and then at each other. And they're whispering and they're laughing. Finally, after about 10 minutes of this, one of them got, up, uh, got the courage to walk up to him. She knew he was an American, so she spoke English because Germans are kind of educated like that. They speak more than one language over there. They can speak English. So they came over to Jay and he's like, excuse me, uh, my friends would like to know, uh, uh, you are American black? And Jay was like, yeah, I'm from America. How you doing? She's like, oh, oh, uh, we hear that uh, American blacks have tails. Is that true? Now, ordinarily, <laughs> somebody said that to a black guy. You know, it's gladiator time, all right? It's, at the very least, a backhand. Maybe a slew of profanities. But no, not Jay. Jay's a smooth dude, man. 
So Jay bust out laughing because she was serious when she asked that question. She wasn't making any snide remark. She actually thought that black dudes from America had tails. So after Jay got done laughing, Jay looked her square in the eye and he says, yes, yes, the, the rumors are true. We do have tails. And then he points to his butt, right? He goes, but the tails are not there anymore. The tails are here. And he pointed at his crotch. And the woman busted out laughing because she knew the deal. She knew that this guy was a hoe, man. (laughs) Jay won the crowd over with that little joke. Even though they were ignorant, backwoods villagers in a remote part of Germany who think that black guys have tails. Jay overcame it, man. Jay's a smart dude. Smooth as fuck. He didn't care. So, Germans, yeah, they got a history of uh, doing some pretty bad shit. No doubt about that. They can't run from it. I mean, that's history. That's German history. That's how they rolled back then. But this German shepherd here, the one that won't allow this black lady to come inside the church to clean it. I don't think it's due to race. I mean, come on, man. That's those folks. But they're cowards. And they blame it on the dog. That's what cowards do. Guy sits in the middle of a living room, stinking up the place with his farts. And he blames the dog. Yeah. Yeah, the dog did that. Yeah, the dog is, is eating Chipotle now. Blame everything on the dog. I don't think it's the dog. I think it's you, ma'am. You don't want me to come in there. I mean, what's the black woman going to do? Is she going to, like, sue the dog? (laughs) Is she going to take the dog to court and sue the dog for a miscarriage of justice or a hate crime? What's that dog going to do? Sit up there in a witness stand, get grilled by the woman's defense attorney? And then finally he breaks and he's like, yeah, yeah, God damn it. I hate him. I hate him. I want to kill them all. Is that what the dog going to do? Nah. Nah. That dog's not wearing a MAGA hat or a toothpick, stroking a long gun. That dog's just being a fucking dog. People just need to train, train their dogs. When I had my pit, had him for 13 years, that dog was trained. He was trained to the point to where he didn't go on the couch. He didn't go upstairs near our bedroom. That's how, you know, I operate with dogs. You know why? Because I'm West Indian and I'm a black guy. West Indian black folks, we treat dogs like dogs. Sorry. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? Does that mean I abuse them? Starve them? Don't take care of them? No, it doesn't mean that. I kept him fed. He lived in my house, so he was in, in the elements. He needed to go to the vet. We took him to the vet. I gave him baths, you know, gave him treats, pet him every now and then. But the dog knew he was a fucking dog. He didn't hang around on a couch, looking at the TV, changing a channel on a fucking remote. He wasn't doing that. He didn't follow me upstairs and slept at the foot of my bed, jump up on the bed. He stretched out on it, and I'm stretched out. Nah. That's, that shit's not happening. White folks, yeah, y'all, y'all can do that. 
And I know you do that because you think that dogs are part of your family. I never thought dogs were part of my family. To me, a dog was a pet. It was just something to hang around the house. And I treated them like a pet. That's why I never had any problems with them. When a dog doesn't know the boundaries and it assumes that it's equal to you, yeah, you start having problems. Dogs start biting people and shit. Dog might even bite you because the dog doesn't know the limits of what it's supposed to do or how it's supposed to exist. That's why I trained my dog. My dog knew exactly that it was a dog. All four feet stayed on the floor. You know, when I came home, I didn't run to the dog and pet him. And I discouraged him from running to me when he see me come in at the end of the day. He came to me when I called him. He didn't come to me because I didn't call him or he was glad to see me. I discouraged that. I trained him not to do that. I don't want him thinking he can just move towards me whenever he fucking felt like it. That's not how I treat dogs. I wanted him to know he was a dog. So I trained him from doing that. When I came home at the end of the day, he just looked at me and then went and got himself a little something to eat and drink. You know how dogs do when the master comes home. I might pet him later on that day. I might not. This might go on for two or three days. I don't even pet him. I might not even acknowledge him. I might not even look at him for like two or three days. And then one day I just call him over and start petting him. That way he knew that he was a fucking dog. He knew he wasn't part of the family. He knew he wasn't equal to anybody. He knew that he was a short distance behind my TV. My TV had more carte blanche than him. All right. Sometimes he had more than the TV, but the TV was more important because at least the TV kept me entertained. The TV also educated me with documentaries and the news. That dog couldn't do that shit. I treat dogs like dogs. That way they feel secure. I never beat them, you know, out of uh, uh, malice or anything like that. I didn't choke him to death or anything or, you know, just physically abuse a dog. I've done some corrective measures with him. And I learned the techniques of uh, the dog whisperer guy, Cesar Milan. Yeah, I graduated from that school. And that's how I treated dogs because I watched Cesar Milan and I refined my methods by watching him. So the dog never misbehaved around me. People come to the house. I told him to get lost when I invited people into my house. I didn't want him jumping up on people's legs and looking for a pet. No, you come over when we invite you to come over. If you're not invited, stay the fuck away. You belong somewhere else, not over here with human beings. If I was sitting down eating dinner and I seen him looking at me, I just had to eyeball him for a couple of seconds and he'll move on and sit in the other part of the house where he can't see me because I didn't fuck around when it came to that. And he knew it. If I'm going to sit down and eat, move the fuck on. I don't need you. I don't need an audience. I gave him treats. Like I said, I didn't abuse him. I gave him treats and I did pet him. It wasn't every day that I pet him, but he at least get pet once or twice a week from me. 
And I've also told my sons not to get too involved, get too emotionally attached to a dog. What can a dog do as far as, you know, comforting a human being? Or they can sit there and lay in your lap and look all pitiful up in your eyes. And that's about it. My dog didn't even lick us because I broke him out of that habit when he was a puppy. I was like, nah, I seen what you do with your tongue, dude. You're deep throating your asshole and your nuts and you're going to lick me? I don't think so. That's not happening. So the dog didn't lick us. When we called him, he came over. He put his head near our leg and we'll pet him. And that was about it. Then we'd tell him, go sit down. And he'll move on and go sit his ass down. Because that's how you treat dogs. I don't have dogs licking me all in the face, sleeping in my bedroom. They're not taking rides with me in the fucking car when I run errands. Nah, I don't do that. I took them to the dog park a few times. I used to take them pretty often, actually. Just to get the energy out of them so they can run around. Then they're uh, an incident happened. Somebody brought another pit bull out there. Pit bull uh, bit somebody's dog, man. Bite the shit out of him. Now the dog was hollering and whatnot. It was a little lap dogs. And we, it, it don't, the incident only lasted like about eight or ten seconds, and then he broke the dogs up. But the way that white woman was crying over that lap dog, you would think somebody damn near filleted that poor animal. Like somebody just took it to the butcher shop, and went to work. The dog wasn't even bleeding. Of course, the dog was hollering, and the guy who had the pit bull was a young guy. He didn't know too much about how to keep his dog under control. I kind of felt sorry for him, because now people are looking at him like he's a jackass, which he is, but he's a young guy. And after that, people seen my dog running around, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, is this going to be part two? You know, so about a minute or two after that happened, I said, you know what? Let me get my dog out of here. Because people are not going to feel at ease. A black guy with a pit bull. They just got a, uh, an, an, an incident. This young man just happened to be a black dude as well. And he's got a pit bull. And here I am, an older guy with a pit bull. And I know they're going to put one and one together. They're like, uh-oh, these niggers and these pit bulls. So I figured, okay, it's time to get out of here. Even though my dog didn't do anything, didn't bite anybody, it never will because I trained it not to. Pit bulls by nature are supposed to be combative with other animals, not necessarily with people, as the news media will have you think, but with animals. That's what they were specially bred for, battling other dogs particularly. But mine didn't do that because I trained his ass not to do that. I've also took great care in uh, going to a reputable breeder and I was able to find this particular dog on online in a breeder in Florida and uh, this breeder looked like they had a good reputation and the dog had some pretty good background and I paid a pretty penny for him. I don't know, I think it was like 1300 bucks. had him shipped over to me. So he came from good stock. You know, he wasn't no uh, backyard bred dog, two fat dudes with a can of beer watching two dogs going at it, trying to make a few bucks. Nah, it wasn't one of those kind of breedings. This was the real deal, an actual kennel. 
if she would live a little bit closer, I would have visited her so I can take a look at the kennel. But they show film footage of her kennel. Looked like she had everything in check. So I bought him. And we had him for 13 years. He came from Florida. He wasn't racist. <laughs> he was a pretty cool pup. He was high energy as fuck, though. And I had to do some things to drain energy out of him. I bought him a little carpet mill, drain some of that energy out of him just so he can calm the fuck down at nighttime. I, for I have forgotten. I mean, I've owned pit bulls in the past when I was growing up as a child or a teenager. But I forgot how hyper those fucking dogs are because it's an American pit bull terrier. And terriers are fucking hyper as fuck. But we managed them. After a few years, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of battling, um, trying to get him to calm down. So I took him to the, uh, to the vet and I had him, uh, neutered. It took a couple of years for him still to calm down, but he calmed down. I'd say about 60%. I was fine with it. I wasn't going to breed him. I, at one point I was, but I said, nah, I don't want to get caught up in that shit. I'm just a regular dude. I'm not into dogs like that. I'm not out there breeding dogs and trying to get my name on a fucking pedigree. Nah. I just wanted a dog for a pet because I wanted my sons to grow up with dogs. I didn't want my children to be one of these black people who are afraid of animals, particularly dogs. You've seen them. Grown black men and women. They see the smallest dog walking around them. And they're fucking river dancing because the dog is walking around them. Nah. I wanted my sons to be familiar with dogs. Because this is a dog nation. America. They love dogs here. So, I've had them. We raised them. I strongly believe in dogs and being polite. Not only to me, but to strangers and to other animals. And I went to great lengths to be consistent and checking him to make sure that he was polite. And he was. He never bit anybody. Never um, have any problems with him attacking anybody else's dog. Now, I can't say the same about other people who've had pit bulls in my neighborhood. <laughs> I remember one time, I'm sitting in my house. Saturday afternoon, I hear some screaming outside and dogs barking. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I look outside. <laughs> One of my neighbors, <clears throat> nice old white woman, middle age, she had this boxer. This boxer's kind of old up there in age. Female, I think it was. And uh, the boxer was hollering because this dog, this other dog, which is biting the shit out of her. And just by the build of the dog, I knew just at a glance, that fucking dog's a pit. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? And then it was like another neighbor who had gotten the uh, floor mats out of his minivan, and he was hitting the pit bull over the head with the floor mat. trying. Uh, I guess they thought that that would make the dog let go. So... You know, I grew up in Florida around pit bulls. Uh, I hate to say it, but I did grow up around a dicey element of people who used to fight them. I've even been to a couple of matches myself when I was a teenager. 
you know, and when you're a teenager, you do dumb shit. But I knew how to handle these dogs, you know, because I've seen them fight and I've seen how you handle them. And I've read books on how to do it. So I said, you know what? Let me use my expertise from my wayward childhood and walk out there and help these people out. Now, granted, my dog was still inside the house. I wasn't going to let him out. So I walk out through the garage. I open the door. And uh, the pit who was biting the boxer had on a harness for whatever fucking reason. So I walked out there. And uh, I immediately took control of the situation. So I told the guy with the uh, with the floor mat, <laughs> I said, look, gladiator, you need to stop that with the floor mat. That shit's not happening. It's not working. It's not going to work, not on a pit. And I told the lady with the uh, boxer, I said, calm the fuck down. I didn't say the guy like that, but I told her to calm down. And I told her, look, what I need you to do is I need you to pull your dog. I want you to put, put some tension on your dog's leash and tr- and pull the dog towards you. And just one steady pull. Don't pull and let go, pull and let go, or try to just keep pulling. Just keep a tension on it. That's all you need. I said, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the pit by the harness, and I'm just going to pull the opposite direction. Okay? So I did that. And I explained to them why the dog was still holding on, the pit was still holding on to the uh, boxer. I said, the pit's going to let go. The reason why he's going to let go is because he's going to want to get a bigger bite or a better bite. And when he tries to go get a better bite, that's when I separate him. Because that's how I know how pits work. Like I said, I've been to dog fights when I was a teenager. (laughs) And contrary to people, what they think. Pits do not have some kind of a fucking locking mechanism in their jaws. When they bite, they just don't let go. doesn't work that way, folks. Pits are just dogs, just like any, any other dog. Same physiology. Maybe a little bit more heavily muscled. Maybe a little bit more skillful when it comes to fighting. That's about it. So the lady pulled her boxer. I pulled the pit. And I don't think it took 10 seconds. Ten seconds, the pit let go because he was trying to get a better bite, and that's when I separate him. So when that happened, I took the pit by the uh, harness, and I dragged him up there to my uh, garage. I had a leash inside the garage because sometimes we would tie our dog inside the garage there and let him hang out there and get some sun. So I tied him up with the lead that I had inside the garage, and so he remained secured there. I walked over to the dog. And they had a couple of uh, puncture wounds on the boxer. She was bleeding a little bit. I told the lady, well, probably just need to take her to the vet and get some antibiotics or whatever. She'll be all right in a couple of days. It might be swollen, right? So they asked me, do I know who who ows that dog? I was like, nah, I don't own unruly animals. (laughs) I'm a responsible adult. I don't have fucking wild animals hanging around my house. I don't know who it belongs to. And just as we were discussing that, some, uh, it was this white lady. I'd never seen her before. I guess she lived in the neighborhood. She drove up there in her car, and she pulled up like she was fucking 5'0", right? 
real fast and then stop on a dime, jumped out of the car. She is heading, she, she's beelining towards me, right? She's like, is that your fucking dog? Is that your fucking dog? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck just happened, man? Did this dog call chaos around the neighborhood? What's going on here? And I said, no, man. That's, you know, because she's seen the dog tied up in my garage on the lead. So she assumed the dog belonged to me, which I guess is, you know, I can't blame her. So I said, no, man, that, that's, that's not my dog. My dog's in the house. I don't know who the fuck owns that wild animal, right? Because she was getting ready to tell me what to do <laughs> and where to go. Uh, apparently, <laughs> this dog has been terrorizing a fucking community, right? Before it bit the, uh, the boxer, <laughs> it was making its rounds. <laughs> it went to this lady's house, the one that pulled up like 5-0. Apparently, shortly before the boxer incident, it went to this lady's house on the other side of the community. And the lady has a puppy. And her front door was open. And uh, this pit decided, hey, <laughs> I need to show that puppy who's boss. <laughs> the pit runs into the woman's house because she's got the door cracked. So the pit runs in there uninvited. And just start shaking the shit out of that puppy. <laughs> they managed to get the dog off and the dog ran out of the house. And then the dog ran around the corner and seen the boxer and then it went to town on that. Okay. Now, after saying all of that, we're sitting here and we're thinking, okay, we need to call the police or animal control or something. Somebody said they was calling animal control because, you know, we figured we couldn't figure out who the dog belonged to. So we're going to get animal control to pick it up. And then about five minutes later, I'm looking down the sidewalk and there's this, I say this young white woman is probably in her 20s. She's on a cell phone walking real fast towards us and talking on the cell phone. And I said, oh, fuck, did he run in her house too? What the hell is this? And she goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The, the dog escaped from our garage. I'm like, oh, you own this thing. And she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm dog sitting. <laughs> that is a fucking dog sitting failure right there. What a failure. Wow. She said the dog escaped from the garage. Apparently it broke the leash. And they got in her ass. You know, so I said, well, look, let me give you one of these, uh, um, Leashes that I got from the uh, the vet. It's one of those disposable leashes, you know, temporary. Put it around the dog's neck, and I gave it to her. And both of these uh, white women, they were double teening on her. Man, I mean, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't nice. They were they were reading her the riot act about what kind of an asshole she was to <laughs> let this dog run around the neighborhood. Um, but you know, a couple of days later. The actual owner of the dog, I seen him walking to the mailbox because we got one of those community mailboxes. And he brought the dog with him. And the dog is still on a harness and he's like holding the dog and, um, you know, with the leash and the dog's pulling him, you know, and he's just walking right along while the dog just pulling this shit out of him. 
And I said, hey, dude, I remember uh, this dog here. It caused a lot of chaos. He said, yeah, I heard about that. I got some vet bills to pay up, it seems, you know. And I said, hey, you know, you ever watch that dog whisperer thing with Caesar Milan? He goes, yeah, I never heard of it. I said, I'll check it out if I were you, dude, you know, help you get control of that dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for the tip. I'll check it out. I knew he wasn't going to look at that shit. Ass clown. You know what it boils down to? If you're an asshole, the dog is going to be an asshole. Period. Okay? Dogs pick up on the energy of their owners. My dog wasn't an asshole because I didn't tolerate that kind of activity or that kind of temperament. You know, whenever he did something that was even remotely inappropriate to me, I would, I would check him right there and then on the spot. I would check him. And I had a choke chain around him anyway. So I always checked him with this choke chain. Actually, with a prong choke chain that had prongs on it. So it can mimic like a dog's teeth. People thought, oh, that's going to hurt the dog's neck. You know, you're going to put a hole in his neck. Get the fuck out of here. Dog skins are like three or four times thicker than humans for one. Okay. It's not going to, you know, penetrate his skin. And why the fuck would they make it for dogs if it was going to hurt dogs? I got it at a legitimate uh, dog ship, a, a, a pet store. All right. This isn't something I constructed in the bowels of my basement with a blowtorch. All right. I bought this shit at a a legitimate pet store. Right. I read up on how to use it. Matter of fact, I think I got it because of Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer dude, because he said if you have a prong collar, then it simulates a dog uh, teeth because that's how dogs check each other in nature. You ever see two dogs and. One's acting up and the other one just nip him on the neck. And then the other dog behaves after that. Yeah, that's normal. That's how it's supposed to work. And that's why I had that uh, that prong collar so I can check him. So I didn't have to choke him to death. I just snatched it real quick and let go so it can mimic a dog nipper, you know, nipping at his neck. Yeah, I didn't believe in uh, having unruly or impolite dogs around me. That jackass, unfortunately, he did. And at this church, I think that reverend, he doesn't give a fuck either. That dog's an asshole because he's an asshole. So I don't know if that lady's going to get any money from that. But that's my little rant about dogs. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to my email at the 2 Podcast at gmail.com. That's the, the number two wildpodcast at gmail.com Peace